podcast from Two and Mike is, I think it's really cool and um, that is what I wanted to say. Two and a mic. Keep the intro short, as you already know what Vlad and I are up to. Today we go into yet another point of our Create an Island political system saga. Well, eventually. At first, we cover the work-life balance issue by dropping in a few questions on time, who owns it, and why so many people nowadays want to save a time above money. Talking about my creation of a benevolence foundation to look after my island's ecosystem sandwiches a discussion on democracies and how maintaining a democratic system has perhaps become fanaticism over sense. Thanks, Vlad, for your time, and I hope you all enjoy the chat. <laughs> Hello, how are you again? I'm doing great. What about you? How are you yeah. doing? Not bad, not bad at all. Um, if you remember, a long, long time ago, um, we also had the third musketeer um, who sure. took part um, in our um, startups and whiskey um, sessions. Uh, though we're going to have to change the name a little bit because uh, um, for, for topic reasons, uh, when when he is back with us, we'll have a different name. Um, but his his lordship is currently recovering in his chateau um and but he wanted me to say hi to you so hopefully he'll hear this um and will realize how highly we we consider him um but how even more highly we consider the patience um of his servants um sure. i yeah. hope so <laughs> absolutely yeah so what's new vlad um are you enjoying the uh, the spring yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like, you know, now the days are getting longer and the sun is shining, so we can't complain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, your days are always long, aren't they? Because true, because they have a lot of work. work to do. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you do it, man? How do you work so many hours? Because look, you and I both know very well, we've done the theory, um, we've talked about it, you know, work-life balance, quality of life, um, you know, the importance of, sort of social interaction and so on. How can you keep working 12, 13, 14 hour days? It's madness. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm working that long. The things, they, well, the first thing, this work-life balance is like, if I only have one life, so I don't know how, why should I split it between, like, there is work and there's this life. So when, when I'm working, I'm also living. So, uh, <laughs> Are you? Yeah, okay. sure. The only thing is that I I do my breaks when when I need it, and and I just follow my my own rhythm. And mm. if I want, you know, from time to time, I'm working quite long. But uh, for example, today, I uh, yeah, I need to wake up, and I was like, no, actually, I want to sleep a bit more. So I was say, uh, I don't know, after ten here in the office, and that's totally fine. I'm just uh, not following um yeah like a nine to five schedule that it's actually make not sense at all so it came well you know the history with the 
industrialization of car fabrics and so on, that it was more efficient to work from nine to five, but in order to produce more cars, not in order to be more efficient or productive people. So uh, yeah, I'm just following my own rhythm and it works. Mm. I, I, I'm like you in many ways in that, uh, okay, in my case, I'm self-employed. Um, so therefore I have a certain, um, I have a vested interest in working because if I, if I work, I get paid. If I don't work, I don't get paid. Um, but I, I, I've got lots of little sort of extra projects around my work, which I do, and I'm not paid for the podcasts being one of them. Um, but yeah, so the other day I was looking at, um, a job interview and I got, not sorry, not a job interview, a job ad. And yeah. I got I got four four words into the job ad before I I uh, you know, sort of closed down the page. Um, and it was basically this is a full time job. And then I was like, oh, stop. Okay, can't do it. Um, I just found the term full time off putting. Yeah, and 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 I put it down to I don't know why because I've never had this thought before. I mean, now I work more than full time um, yeah. with all the shit that I do. Um, but I thought about it. Yeah, no company deserves so much of my time. If it's you know, and this is a luxurious position to be in, obviously, because a lot of people can't choose. Um, but I mean, don't don't you think that companies? Yeah, they have to be, or we have to have a slightly different appreciation of time. Mm, I think it's beautiful that that we can decide because in in your case, for sure, a company deserves it, and it's your your own one. I mean, you are working for yourself. You have your own clients. You have your own uh, customers. So at the end, you have a company, and you are working more than full time. It's just a decision if you want to work for another company or for your own one, and that's why it's so beautiful that we have the the choice if we want to create a company, if we want to do something small, but uh, at the same time nice, or if you want just to have the the flexibility and the, let's say, the, the peace that uh, you can go to work for a company, you get your money and, and that's it. Mm. But I mean, have you, because you've employed lots of people, um, yeah. even though it's, it's not necessarily uh, your primary function as a, as a sort of, a, you know, human resources and um, cultural development uh, manager, as it were. But um, when you've discussed time with people, generally speaking, what kind of sort of approach does the, the conversation take? Uh, as in, are people happy to give more time or... Uh, do you feel you have to negotiate a bit there? Actually, that's not even a topic. It's like in in I, at least in my company right now, at my company right now, we yeah people okay they they are paid for a forty hours week and but nobody's controlling it. And I can imagine there are people that work a bit more. There are people that they I would say that we have people that work a bit less, but they they are flexible and so on. And now, for example, um, it's uh, every day. Every day is more common that we have people working remote, remotely. So uh, it's not really that that you are controlling the the time that people are are working. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was just a thought that occurred yeah, to me. It's just, this, yeah. You have this like a kind of. Um, I don't know. From time to time, I I listen it from other colleagues in a very despective way, like this millennial movement, like uh, yeah, um, people that are under 30 and are really concerned about work-life balance, 
and then they they really make an issue out of it like they let very clear hey i would love to work for your company but they Really, I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna do over hours. I'm not gonna work during the weekends. I'm not gonna do this and that. And and they want to let that uh, very clear. Mm. And and that's cool. I mean, expectation management is always a, a beautiful thing. Mm. But but I mean, it's also obviously the case that people like that are also happy to accept less money. So for them, money's not the primary issue. It's enjoying their lives as much as they possibly can. And for that, they need time more than money perhaps true true it's uh, depending uh, the ambitions you have in life what do you want to achieve if you want to retire when and how and in which conditions if you are now planning like a, i don't know that the thing in 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 my case for example i'm i'm not that old so i still have a lot of energy and i see that if i invest a lot of time in my let's say in my career, then I'm also, I also have the, the, the money and the possibility to do other stuff. And one of them would be to retire when all these uh, work-life balance freaks are still working. Maybe I'm already retired and having a beautiful <laughs> life and not uh, uh, being worried because the, yeah, the, the, the things that I get after retirement is just a few hundred euros and so on. And and, and and yeah, so I respect them and that's cool. I mean, it's also cool for me because there's a space for me to to uh, develop my career in <laughs> even an easiest way. So that's cool. I mean, if they, they enjoy the time and, and that's that's nice. That's uh, the beautiful thing about uh, more or less a free world. You know, if mm. they are not interested in, in, in buying properties, in investing in shares, in stock market and so on, that's that's fine. That's a that that's cool, and we need we need also that uh, that people. But in my case, I really would love to to uh, I don't know to have a at least in my eyes a best um, life quality. And in the world that we are living, normally you need money in order to achieve a better quality of life. We do tend to talk about. Uh, democracy is being a very tolerant society. It's yeah. tolerant when um, people do what we say. Yeah, yeah that's a... If not, we'll bomb the hell out of them. Yeah, that's a totally contradiction when, when you see everything... Well, we could talk for hours about uh, that topic, but uh, you see how, how wars... I mean, I know there are other interests uh, behind all the, the, the wars we have um, faced in the, in the past uh, three, four decades, but they were all normally started by a democracy, like the big ones, and in the name of democracy. So that it's a, it would be an evidence about how radical democracies actually are. And I know there are other interests, and 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 the analyze there um, should not be that that easy. But the, yeah, it's like if you see what is a, a Le Pen doing in 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 France, she's running for for the for the um for president now i guess for the second time right at least the second time that that, that mm -hmm. she achieved this um to go into the into the second round yeah. but it means she's going the democratic way and what would happen if a far um right a people a person would be in the um, yeah like like in in office like being the leader then all democrats would think hey it's fine to kill that guy 
<laughs> because this is good for for the for the people you know and then i'm going to be you know and then it's going to be a museum that yeah i was one of the of the guys who tried to kill the president but i i was discovered so they they killed me and then uh, yeah we make like uh, okay let's say uh, put it into um, um school books and so on and then we start like uh, creating a a novel out of it mm. yeah I, I think it's very it's spot on for me when you say um you know, <laughs> radical democracy and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's an unpopular opinion, Vlad. We you know we have to we have to accept it. Um, uh, but generally speaking, we grow up within the democracies in which we exist, and we're told we have to protect our democracy with everything we can. Um, uh, but to be honest, it, it's quite clear. I think the biggest threat to to democracy is from within. Um, and this is why they want to fight to keep such a strong control um, of democracy. Yeah, you know, if if we talk about uh, biology or even thermodynamics, it's like if you see a system, the the main goal, the main purpose of the system is its own existence, right? Mm. So, survival, yeah. Survival, right? That they, you find a way to 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 survive, to 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 exist, and so on. So, sure. But when you say like we grew up in a society where the the main goal or the main reason would be to defend democracy, that would be exactly the same in another system. It's not because the system is the best. It's because it's the system that we have and we would like to, to preserve it because there are also some interests that are playing a, a bigger role within the system that want to... to um, you could do, you could say um, the same thing if you were living in, in, in North Korea. Imagine you would be yeah, uh, Zach and, and Vladi. We grew up in, in, in North Korea and for some reason we got the opportunity to, to record a podcast for sure, only for the North Korean people, then we, you would say exactly the same sentence, but just talking about North Korea. So this is not a democracy thing. We are talking here about system theory, right? If, yep. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you're right, but democracy would put itself above all of these other systems because it considers itself to be superior. Same As thing in North Korea. Um, yeah, of course. Um, but this is the thing, though. But democracy sees itself as being absolutely the best system of all the systems that we currently know for uh, human for human organization. So, you know, that's tough. Yeah. OK. I'm just saying, as in, you know, I think a, a person, a politician within a democratic system um, will find it very difficult to sit down and debate uh, I think, uh, intellectually speaking, the relevance of democracy. Um, and, and they'll turn around and say, yeah, but we've got um, uh, tolerance, we've got the you know, majority rule, we've got certain levels of, of understanding and all of the, the democratic principles that we talked about earlier, yeah, representation, participation, so on. Of course, you know, I, you know, I, I love a lot of these values. Um, but they would refuse to acknowledge the possibility that um, a there are other systems in place that might also um, represent those particular elements um, but then they also forget the fact that they are constantly fighting for other situations which democracy doesn't provide for you know democracy 
doesn't provide for um, uh, people to live free of discrimination. Hmm. You know, um, democracy, as you've also said previously, democracy doesn't guarantee the dignity of the human individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it doesn't guarantee uh, the quality of life for uh, the poor. You know, as in there are some very important factors uh, within human society in the Western democratic countries, which democracy does not specifically provide for. Um but you know this is obviously overlooked yeah yeah totally with you and that's the thing that we come we come back again to our i don't know our very first session when i ask you okay but the what is democracy and mm. it's going to be very hard to find someone who can tell you okay uh, this is my understanding about democracy because when we talk about democracy normally we are talking about things that are not even close related to it Right, because when 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 we say no democracy, then you start talks uh, you start talking about um, I don't know like a rights for minorities or no uh, anti discriminations uh, law and so on, and that has nothing to do with democracy. That's a thing that you could have also within another system, right? Yeah, it's like a I don't know the the, the example that I always um, I like to give you know where we were discussing here in 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 Germany if um, homosexual people uh, should be able to get uh, married in equal conditions to heterosexual ones right and that mm-hmm. was a huge debate here in the Bundestag and this was that was one of this uh, kind of votation that you can you can see who vote for what right mm-hmm. and and Angela Merkel for example he she voted negative that she was against to have a sexual equal conditions for homosexual and heterosexual couples in terms of marriage, right? And wouldn't you say that she's not democratic? For me, she was the, the biggest and, and, and most representative uh, face of the democracy during the 21st century till now. Mm. But w- but was she secretly happy that the vote went through or um, I do, don't, you think, do you think I it actually represented her view? I mean, if if she was secretly happy or not, I'm I I I don't know. But but as you can see, you have also in democratic countries and 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 Germany is considered a well-established a, a democracy. It's also possible that that you have people that are that are in in office that are um, really considered like very democratic, and they can can think that okay, but it's better not to put the same rights for for homosexual people. And that was a, that was Merkel. That was the case also for um, a huge um, part of the CDU, mm-hmm. and the CDU is the the the, the, the party that uh, has been governing in in Germany for the longest period of time after the Second World War, not yep. not uninterrupted, but the, for the yeah years, like mm-hmm. uh, adding it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the, the greatest number of total years in, <clears throat> in government. Yeah, yeah, and uh, abs- absolutely, and um, yeah, this. This comes down to the, the the basic elements of their party and their belief structure, isn't it? They're Christian Democrats, uh, they're conservatives, um, and so therefore they tend to follow what is considered to be a traditional line uh, of human interaction. And yeah, as it, it's not a big surprise, let's just say, uh, that it was that way. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, though, with regards to Merkel, whether or not this was uh, a question that she knew it would pass. And so she voted that way to keep 
the the sort of right elements of her party under control or not. I mean, she's a super intelligent person. I wouldn't put it past her uh, to have taken that particular tactical approach. Um, but again, I don't know. I, I've never ever um, you know heard uh, Mrs. Merkel's speeches on the topic, so I, I can't. Um, yeah, I don't want to make any judgments on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, interesting though. Yeah, it's it's not about making judgment. It's about a, a fact that she voted that way. Mm-hmm. And if we start like uh, trying to interpret in, interpreting why she did that or not, that's gonna be just like uh, making assumptions. But absolutely. But this is it was the way she voted, and that was nice. And and she is for me one of the. If I think about democracy and and you ask me, hey, give me a good example uh, of a politician that is working good uh, within uh, within a democracy, even that that wouldn't be maybe the the party I would vote for. I think Merkel was uh, an incredible woman, an incredible uh, politician. And in this regard of if I would always um, d'accord with her or not, but uh, at the end, she could be also... being against uh, equal conditions for um, for gay people. Mm-hmm. So coming coming back to the topic, democracy is a method of how to organize a society in terms of political decision making processes. Mm-hmm. No more, no less. Yeah. If we start talking about the other stuff, then it it's going to be a bit complex. But what we are here defending, what we are here really like, uh, OK, we need to 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 preserve is the order that we create in the world after the Second World War. And if it's democracy or if it's a, I don't know, salkikrosi or whatever you want, it's a, it doesn't matter. It's about what, what I was talking before about system theory, that we have a system that it's working and it's working good for European countries, for Western European countries, it's working good for the whole uh, so-called uh, worst world. And we have an interest to preserve it because it's good for European societies. It's good for for Western societies. And if we can put something like democracy, like sounds great, like, you know, like like people think uh, and then we go to, I don't know, to very uh, poor areas in, I don't know, in Sierra Leone or in Colombia and so on. And people are like, okay, we're starving. We have nothing to eat. Uh, We are. And then we come. We have an idea. You need democracy. It's like, come on, you know. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah no, no absolutely we, we, but i think you know we have to come back to um the different kinds of topics uh, that you've you've mentioned here uh, as well um I, i've made the note uh, of some topics that we will come back to to refer to um because they do require greater analysis and you know you refer there you, you didn't say anything specifically but you said you know if we talk about these other topics it'll be far more yeah. complicated um, we'll delve into those other topics um, at a future point because I think it's important. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So coming back to our sort of uh, the saga that is our island nations, um, and again because in the interests of catching up um, or keeping a sort of level view of your suggestions and my suggestions, so we can do one more from mine. Um, and we'll just, uh, the, as of uh, the next time that we get together, then we'll go back to um, one of yours. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my point number seven is, oh. if you're re- ready, yeah. the island shall have a benevolence foundation that oversees the maintenance of the ecosystems that are contained within 
and surround the island. Mm -hmm. Okay. My first question would be, what do you mean with Benevolence Foundation? Are we talking here about charity or it's just a, the intention is good or what, what exactly is a Benevolence Foundation? Okay. All right. So in this case, it will be um, a, an administrative instrument. It would form a part of uh, the government or the governance of the island and the area. Um, benevolence, in this case, it must work towards what is best yeah, for the, the improvement, the well-being of the island and the area within it and the ecosystems. And I say ecosystems rather than society and community because ecosystems does not inherently mean what is best for humans. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why there is there must be a clear distinction between that and um, community and ecosystem. Okay, I get it. But I'm still a bit impressed about the, the wording that you are using for it because okay, foundation. Why not an office or a, or um. Yeah, like a minister for, I don't know, ecosystem sustainability or something. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you, maybe it's just a coincidence, but mm -hmm. they maybe not. And that's, that's what I would love to know. Okay. So why, why foundation and why benevolence and why not just a ministry or something? Yeah, because I don't want it to be connected to a political ideology. I do not want it to be connected to a temporary political trend or voting fashion. Um, it has to be a foundation based upon very specific scientific um, uh, theories uh, or uh, in many cases, uh, scientific data um, overseen by actual scientists. Uh, and so therefore, that's why it will be a benevolence foundation. So it, it operates with administrative authority without actually being a part of the administrative superstructure. That is the government of the island. But I would hope that you that you expect the same for the other topics. It's like, for example, if we talk about the, the, the penal system or the, the let's say the um, Ministry of Justice or something like this. I hope they also are independent, that they uh, work based on scientific or, or you know, based on data, that they they are not like changing the constitution every time that you elect a new president, that they are uh, working for the society or for the, 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 the community. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just impressed it's a about... System. It's no, it's, I, I actually, I, no, I'm not, I'm specifying that the other um, structures will not be represented in the same way because people have voices. Yeah. Um, how you govern your penal system is, is a political uh, distinction. Um, your legal system is set, is established from your political social beliefs, again, established by human community, society, um, maybe even religion, whatever. Yeah, as in this is the the historical development, the legacy element of, uh, you know, of, you know, how we manage ourselves. Ecosystems don't have that voice. And your average human being, somebody like me. Yeah, I can't go into a forest and immediately understand what's wrong. 
whereas people who have studied um you know i suppose you know, dep depending on which kind of ecosystem we're talking about whether it's marine ecosystem whether it's uh, some other kind of agricultural ecosystem um but people who have studied um the well-being of these different areas will automatically be able to detect whether there are significant changes underway um whether there is um some kind of pollution which has somehow seeped in from you know sort of human manufacturing or whatever mm -hmm. um you know this is why this particular kind of body is a foundation it operates outside of the political mm -hmm. sphere because ecosystems don't have a voice I get it. It's a very interesting idea and funny wise. Well, I, I don't know if it's funny, but that's exactly what I'm proposing for the whole system. And that's why I don't want any uh, everybody just because they were born here and, uh, to give them the right to vote because I would because I know not everybody as the same way you are explaining that not everyone is able or is capable of understand the impact of certain actions on the ecosystem i think that's exactly the same thing with all the other topics i mean at the end we are also an ecosystem right we we are we, it's not like there is a differentiation between between a nature and humans like a we are all part of this a nature of the, all this a environment of all this a mm -hmm. ecosystem so so yeah totally with you the only thing is that i would apply exactly the same principle to all other um fields of the of the system to all other topics because i think that's the only way it's a when when we do well informed and data-based uh, decisions in this regard to the to the topic so yeah totally with you and maybe just one comment because mm -hmm. um, i think that's interesting that, that you mentioned that the for example animals animals um they have no voices compared to humans Unfortunately, in, in, in our world, there are some animals that they, let's say, they, they are better represented compared to other humans. Mm, so uh, that's, that's a true. very, very sad. And, and, and that's something that I think, well, how, yeah, how uh, crazy we are as society, as a world society. But uh, you will find there are, there are a lot of say, good groups, society, um, like foundations, that they are taking care of animals in some countries and I, I love them that's a they I mean we should like reproduce them so we have more but on the other hand you also have like a groups of a people that they nobody's taking care of them and they mm -hmm. don't even have a voice we most of them we don't even we didn't don't even know that they exist yeah so um, yeah yeah no no I, I completely agree with that um, but the the other point that you raised I'm not sure I agree with you Vlad we're gonna have to disagree on this um, because okay. if if you yeah it's terrible isn't it <laughs> if because because for me if you isolate each and every individual element of government um, then you don't have a government as in if you say if you say that for example you have to take this uh, benevolence foundation approach to justice to social systems to education to health and so on um at what point do you bring them together then how do you prioritize one above the other they, they have to exist within um, a, a unified government structure um and another reason why I say this is because I remember when I was working within the Armenian community, there was a guy, extremely intelligent guy. Um, but when he was in charge of the youth, should we say, of um, youth organizations, sport and so on, um, he would say 
the most important thing is youth development. Yeah, um, because this is the future of the mm. community. But then when a couple of years later, his role changed and he was talking about, for example, recognition of the Armenian genocide. Um, he said the most important job we have to do is ensuring that the Armenian genocide is recognized by international um, you know, bodies, by different countries and so on. Um, I mean, both of these particular topics are close to my heart and I agree with you know, the importance of both of them. My point, however, was that he decided the part which was most important at the time was based not on the topic, but on the role that he had, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I, I see what you mean, but I think we are talking we are talking about two different things because I'm not talking about isolating anyone. So coming back to your first uh, comment, I'm not Please, talking about yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about uh, excluding people. I'm talking about excluding maybe people that could be could represent a danger for the the things we are we are talking about. So it's like when when I'm when I'm hiring for a certain position, I extend a public invitation for everybody that really can fill all the minimum requirements if they want to join my company if they want to come and and do crazy stuff here they are all invited right the only difference is that in a company i don't have the same amount of money that i would have a state and i i wouldn't be able to pay everyone who who um who uh, fulfill other requirements when we are talking about a, a political system i'm sending a public invitation to everybody who really wants to participate they can they can they can join and i'm just stopping the thing that people go and vote for and they don't even know what they are voting for yeah but we're talking about slightly different things here because you, you know, what you're saying is correct and we, we talked about for you know qualifying people for the right to vote um and and i can understand the point that you make um, but you also said before that you wanted to apply the Benevolence Foundation principle that it is um, it exists outside or as an individual element uh, separate to the political establishment. Um, but you wanted to have that same kind of system for every single other ministry. And, and I said that that's what wouldn't work because government has to be a collective um, body. Because, you know, sometimes you you prioritize education, other times you prioritize yeah. um, technology, other times you prioritize foreign policy, you know, you, you know, and, and the needs of society are quite can be vocalized by society. Um, and this is why I introduced a certain um, distinction. Um, and yeah, maybe my example wasn't great earlier, but uh, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, by having. Um, as one element which is clearly distinct um, meant that all of the other elements could be talked about, could be discussed on, a, on an objective level uh, rather than it being subjective. Um, an individual would decide what is more important based upon the job that they have uh, and so on. Yeah, uh, I understand what you mean. I was yes, maybe I, I didn't uh, get exactly what you were um, meaning with benevolence, but the uh, I understand it uh, now better, and yeah. So uh, the point for me is um, is valid. I would think that uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I like that, that you really like take this issue um, and make uh, like a separate point out of it. And, and yeah, I the only thing that I can imagine is that there's no any single science where you only have one opinion. Hmm. So I can imagine even that you uh, have a i don't know a, a group of the best uh, scientists uh, or the best uh, biologists from the from the island from time to time they are gonna <clears throat> they are gonna have some 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 difference there and then it's gonna be it's not gonna be that easy as thinking that if they know what to do they are gonna have a similar opinion and that's a i can imagine that's a nothing new for you Mm -hmm. But maybe my next um, controversial comment is about, okay, um, from time to time in order to develop, you have, you are creating a negative impact on the ecosystem. And actually, depending on how radical we want to look at it, the only way not to have a negative impact on the ecosystem is stop developing ourselves as a humans, as society, and so on in terms of technology, in terms of that if we are, um, I don't know, using more technology, then we need uh, more resources. So then we go to, I don't know, to a coal or a oil and so on. And for sure, when, when we start um, getting coal or oil, that for sure has a, a, a negative impact on the, on the ecosystem but it means a lot of development from the for the people uh, within the island so so that would be i guess a tough uh, question because um, i don't know if you don't want to have any in, um, negative impact then then we should maybe stop uh, like uh, taking a shower every day and we should stop like eating the same amount of food we are we are used to it right now we should stop like a uh, buying clothes in the crazy way we are doing it right now and that would be a good thing but but there are many things that they that if if i listen to your idea it's like in your island there's not gonna be a possibility to live the way we're used to live right now for example in germany mm -hmm. absolutely yeah no, no i think there's no way to you know, if that was the case, then why would we have an island? Um, why, why would we go and live on an island if we were to accept the way that we live in this country as being optimum? Um, no, it's just a comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, fair enough. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting, um, the, the point that you make. What, what came to mind as you were talking was that, uh, yeah, and this would be perhaps slightly revisionist in, in many ways, um, but throughout history, we've you know different countries different parts of the world have developed at different times so you know while for example in the uk people were living in wooden huts um you had uh yeah roman buildings made of brick and marble you know sort of falling to ruin uh, after hundreds of years um but you also had palaces in the middle east and in china um, you know, as in different kinds of cultures uh, in Egypt as well, of course, you had uh, the pyramids as in different cultures have uh, jumped ahead mathematically, scientifically at different points. Um, it's only recently in the last five, six hundred years, perhaps, that you could say uh, the West has maybe jumped ahead, technologically speaking. My point is that throughout history, humanity has decided not to share its scientific developments. 
Um, and this has meant that a lot of these discoveries have had to be made on an individual basis. They've all had to go through the same system, uh, whereas we could have done it more easily. And I mean, there's no way we can go back and change history. It is the way that it is. Yeah. Um, but we can definitely change the present and the future. And that means cooperating. It means sharing technology. It means finding a clearer path towards the end goal. Uh, without having to go through all of the hard grafting um, in the intervening period. And still, there doesn't seem to be any um, will from any side uh, when it comes to the sharing of technology. Um, and, and this, I think, is a shame because this is what impacts directly on ecosystem. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Still. Yeah. OK. All right. Uh, Vlad, I know we have uh, distinct time limits today. Um, and so therefore we have to respect those time limits because th that is the situation in which we exist. Um, thank you very much uh, for your analysis. Uh, it's always good to, to hear. I, I like the fact that we can put across sometimes an alternative view, um, even if very often a lot of what we discuss is socially acceptable. Um, but there are some questions that need to be posed. Um, and I think today we've posed a couple. So thank you very much for, for doing that. No, thank you. You know, it's always a pleasure to have these kinds of conversation with you and I'm very much looking forward to the next one. Two and a mic.